I looked into the cop's eyes, and he looked into my eyes. And he gave me a little wave, and I gave him a little wave. And then that was the end of it. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So I went garage sailing this morning, Friday morning. I was going to combine it with a town run and do all these things. I had a long list of stuff to do, but the garage sale took so long, I just I quit. I gave up. I'm a quitter. And I just went home after the garage sale. What I bought was a bunch of lumber. Um, I believe lumber prices are through the roof right now still. Maybe they're coming down. But I got a bunch of western red cedar boards, which um, they're rot resistant, so you can use them outdoors. A lot of wood you can't use outdoors. But this wood you can use outdoors, so that's the kind of wood I like. I'm not building cabinets or nothing like that. I might attach some shelves to a tree or something. That's more my line of woodworking. So I got a car, not a truck. Now my car has a roof rack, and I swear you could put a couch on there or something if you really had to. So I put all this lumber on top of my car, and it was it was a heavy load. It was you know I wouldn't want to put too much more on there. You could break the roof rack. So my car is a it's like a hatchback or just it's a station wagon. I looked that up the other day. What is the difference between a hatchback and a station wagon? I believe it's the number of windows on the sides. But when you put long things on the roof rack and they're sticking out back over the ass end of the car, uh, it means you can't open the back door all the way up. And so I just didn't feel like trying to fit, you know, $200 worth of groceries into the back of my car with the door that only opens a little crack. And, and this garage sale was like right near my house. Like, I, you know, I have to drive a long ways to get to town. But basically, I left my house, and then boom, there was this garage sale. So I hadn't driven very long, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can, we can just call this good. It's not like, you know, because normally when I leave my house, I want to f- finish off as many things as possible because I don't want to drive a long distance. But with this garage sale, I, I'd only driven a little while. So I was like, oh, you know what? We'll just we'll pretend like I didn't do no driving and just quit and go home. And so I got the lumber on my roof rack. Uh, you know, this roof rack is... I don't know, if you're trying to imagine it, think of like a rack that holds like skis, holds like four skis, and you're like, oh, that's all it can hold. But so I got the lumber on there, and then I put a strap around it. I have a ratchet strap from Harbor Freight. Highly recommend those things, although they're not that easy to use, and they're a nightmare to put away. You're going to have a rat's nest or a bowl of spaghetti. I guess I'll say, I've come up with a solution for that. Uh, You fold them up all nice and tidy, and then I just put them like in a soup can that had the lid, lid removed and cleaned out. And it's not very manly. You can go on YouTube and see how people put away ratchet straps and they'll, you know, kind of like origami or something and make it where the thing just holds itself together and is just waiting there for you to get it out. And you kind of throw it into the air and it magically puffs itself up like uh, those newfangled camping tents that have springy wire in them. And you just, you just, you start opening it and it goes poof. Anyways, I'm driving home, I'm in my lane, and in the oncoming lane, there's a car just stopped there with the door open. The door's almost um, coming into my lane, and there's a man standing behind the door. And the car is like, you know, one of the, it's white. It's a white car, SUV, or whatever. It's the kind of piece of crap cars that cops drive, at least where, I, where I'm, you know, in my area. And it was kind of weird because I didn't see any lights, but uh, 
Anyways, I'm heading towards this car, and I'm, I'm driving real slow because I got this giant load on my car. And the guys, you know, some guy's been riding my ass the whole time because I'm driving so slow. And then all of a sudden, he starts getting real slow. Now, you know, I'm pulling away from him. I'm, I'm losing. I'm losing this guy. And I think that's because he realized it was a cop. So anyways, you know, cop or not, I'm going to slow way down if someone's parked in the opposite lane. When I go around them, just for safety's sake, you know, there could be a kid or something jump out in front of your car. A retarded kid, for instance. But so I slow way down, and uh, I'm going past this car, and, you know, when I get real close, I can see that it's a police car, or maybe sheriff. And the cop's standing there, he, he, he looks at me, I look at him, like we make total eye contact as I very slowly creep past him. He gives me a little wave, I give him a little wave. I keep going, I'm like, a little wave, that doesn't mean stop and talk, does it? Please, Lord, don't let a little wave mean stop and talk. And then I went past him, and uh, in my rear view mirror, I could see he had all his red and blue lights flashing. I don't know why I couldn't see it from the front. He, I don't think it was my, I don't think it was my error, but maybe it was. And that was it, and you know, it happened fast. It was a fast thing, so it wasn't a lot of time to get super stressed out about it. Um, you know, like if you get pulled over, I've been pulled over a long time, but getting pulled over, even when you're completely innocent and it all goes well, which is generally how it goes for me, it's still super stressful. I mean, like, you know, I don't want to be the unarmed white man that gets killed by the cops and the mainstream media completely ignores it because I'm white. I mentioned there was a 61-year-old bodega worker who killed a black man who came in to beat him up. And the DA dropped the charges, I think because it became kind of a famous thing in the media and people watch the video and like, that's self-defense, you shouldn't charge him with murder. So I guess that guy's good to go unless the prosecutors want to change their mind. He had a GoFundMe, it's kind of funny, he had a GoFundMe, the GoFundMe took down, they're like, you're racist, you cannot kill a black person who's attacking you. And make a bunch of money on GoFundMe. So he switched over to something called Give, Send, Go. Which is, I guess, a Christian version of GoFundMe. Right? These are just websites where you ask people for donations. And I don't actually know of any Christian fundraising things that are on Give, Send, Go. But it's all the, you know, all the, whatever. If the woke are mad at you and you get kicked off of everything else, then you always go to Give, Send, Go. So you can almost call them like the anti-woke fundraising website. Or maybe like GoFundMe like doesn't allow you to raise money for your church. I don't know. So the bodega worker, I think I guess now everyone agrees, including the prosecutor, that he just he killed the guy in total self justified self defense. But I think it was kind of caught up in this idea, you know, he wasn't a cop, but it was kind of like a cop shooting an unarmed black man, was how the prosecution felt about it. Like I wish we had a cop who shot an unarmed black man to prosecute we don't have that so let's uh let's use this guy as a proxy for that and they let him go so maybe uh the times are changing and there was a uh, a black man who got shot by the cops the other day maybe a week ago caused a little bit of protesting uh i think the the guy's name was i think he's 20 years old he, his name was tecle lundberg if you want to find videos, look up uh, T-E-K-L-E was his name. But I think he, he lived in an apartment building, and for some reason he used an AR-15 to shoot up 
some lady's apartment. No one got hit. You know, her and her kids were in there cooking dinner or something, and but no one got hit and hurt. And then the cops came, and I think there was a six-hour standoff, and then a cop sniper shot and killed him. And he wasn't unarmed. I think he's pacing around with an AR-15, I guess. And Benjamin Crump has gotten involved. He's the guy who always gets like $20 million for your family if the cops kill a black person. And I mean, he did George Floyd, for instance, and basically all the famous cases. I guess he gets a third of the money, so... You know, for George Floyd, he didn't have to go to trial or nothing. I uh, made like seven mil. And he always gets hired for this stuff. I think it's because, whatever, he can almost cause riots when he wants. He's a black lawyer, if you didn't know. And he scares the shit out of the cities where, you know, the city politicians are like, I will give away someone else's money so that my political problems are solved. But I guess, you know, the, I don't know, we're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel for cops killing black men it's like can't even find an unarmed one anymore they're all armed but i think the way the way that benjamin crump put it to say that the cops were at fault was you killed a black man when he was having a mental health episode so maybe maybe that's the new thing you can't kill them if they're unarmed you also can't kill them if they're having a mental health episode and they're armed like armed to the teeth and so I, mean, I became aware of this because there was a viral video. I mean, you know, the mainstream media wouldn't touch us with a 10-foot pole because it would make their narrative look like horse shit. But um, the woman who was in the apartment that he shot up to kind of start the whole thing, and I don't know if he knew her, or they were having sex, or just a total stranger or what, but she comes out when they're, you know, I mean, it's not a riot, whatever. It's a small, a very small protest, probably, I don't know, less than 50 people. And she is pissed off. She comes out and just starts yelling at him, go home, go home, go home. She's like, he tried to kill me. He tried to kill my kids. You know, I was there cooking dinner. He's sending bullets right through my apartment. Go home. And then what's interesting, everyone knows that this is all about race. And she's like, my kids are black. I'm part black, part Hispanic, and part white. Go home. And most of the, you know, so-called protesters... They're just kind of taken aback, like, oh, I didn't show up to whatever. I didn't show up to be the bad guy. I didn't show up to have a, she looked Hispanic. I didn't show, show up here to have a Hispanic lady calling me the evil person because I'm on the side of a guy who just shot up her and her kid's apartment. And not a lot of them, but a few of the people are like, yeah, but you're, you're alive. You know, you, you, you don't, whatever. We don't care what you say. You're the one who's alive and he's dead. And it was interesting because I think the protest is kind of being led by Tecle's parents, the Lundbergs. I don't know if that, well, I guess that would be Jewish, wouldn't it? Anyways, it sounds like a Jewish last name to me. In any case, they're white. So I think he was adopted from Africa or something. Ethiopia, I believe. And I think he was known for putting pictures of himself on social media, you know, pointing guns at the camera and whatnot. It's so, a, you know, he was a wannabe gangster, unless he was a real gangster. And it got me thinking about how America, living in America, will change people's opinions. So this is going to be just some very gross stereotyping to try and get my point across. But I feel like you can kind of imagine, like, say there's a husband and wife doctors from Nigeria, and they move to America, and they're making $350,000 a piece each year, and... Their kid gets into Harvard because of affirmative action. And you ask him, like, you know, hey, is, is America 
inherently, ra- you know, is, it, is America an evil country that's based on racism and systemic racism is a real thing? And the doctors are probably like, you know what? I'm making so much goddamn money and everyone treats me like gold. Uh, it, this doesn't seem like a very racist place. But the thing is, their kid who gets into Harvard, um, it only takes one generation. America can... Um, Make people who should be appreciative of coming to America and having a wonderful life. In one generation, America can take that person and make them say that America is the most evil country on the planet. And apparently, it can also turn you into a gangster when you're raised by, like, a nice upper-middle-class Jewish couple. America does not fuck around. And there was another mass shooting the other day where... uh, Whatever, one of the bystanders shot the shooter and killed him. And I haven't looked into this a ton, but I think the mainstream media is keeping mum on this one because it doesn't fit the narrative. So I think in Indiana, some young white man, you know, bought a bunch of guns legally. He went to the mall and he went to the bathroom, stayed in there for like an hour and then came out. And we don't know the exact timing, but a guy I was watching saying that he may have, he may have come out of the bathroom at 5.56 p.m. And he was using an AR-15 style rifle. And the bullet that you buy for that rifle is the 5.56 NATO. So he may have timed his mass shooting to go along with the number of the bullet, which, whatever. That will be pretty crazy if people start doing that stuff. There's no 420 bullet, to my knowledge. But so he came out of the bathroom, guns blazing, he shot, I think all the people he killed are Hispanic. I don't know what's going on in Indiana Mall food courts, but he went out to the food court, he shot a man, then he shot a man and a wife at a table, they were eating dinner, shot someone else who lived, and then a bullet fragment hit a 12-year-old girl, and so that was the five casualties other than himself. And then there was a 22-year-old, another white male, you know, about the same age, who was at the mall and he noticed the shooting was happening and he was concealed carrying. And so he pulled out his gun, he shot 10 times, hit the guy 8 out of 10 times. Apparently it was from 40 yards away, which is a difficult shot. I heard, I heard that he leaned up against a uh, pillar or a post or something to steady his aim, which, I mean, that's how you got to do it for that, that long of a shot. You cannot just hold the gun out in front of yourself you know like the like in the movies so i think that's two mass shootings that have been stopped by someone who concealed carries a gun uh in the last maybe three months i think the last time that happened was three months ago like for instance i think if if everyone in america carried a gun in their pocket or whatever there'd probably be a lot lot more murders in general but it might actually stop all the mass shootings you know so whatever you might save yourself a hundred murders even though you increase the total number of murders by 5,000 or something. But if the only kind you care about is mass shootings, then just having armed people all over the freaking place might be a good way of doing that. I think Israel's kind of like that, where you have, like, I mean, you know, I'm not taking sides, at least not in this podcast, but, you know, the Palestinian terrorists will go out to kill some Israeli c- civilians, and a bunch of the Israeli civilians are... You know, they were in the army, and they got a gun on them, and then just go, boom, and shoot the terrorist, the would-be terrorist. Now, Israel makes every Jewish citizen join the army for 
a couple years and they're young. I think I think it's more like the National Guard on weekends, but they've all been in the military and trained to a certain extent. So it ain't America's not like that, obviously. But it's kind of a fun story because it puts the woke people into a pickle because they love to talk about mass shootings because then, you know, then they can do their gun grabbing. And, you know, I've said it before, maybe gun grabbing is the correct answer. But in any case, mass shootings are very useful if you want to grab some guns, you want to take away all the law-abiding citizens' guns. So, yeah, it's got a mass shooting, three people dead, that's fun, that's awesome, that's, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're going to be in pig a pig in shit, right? Like the mainstream media, they were going to be like pigs in shit with a mass shooting, but then it's like, you know, it's like a record scratch. The record stops, er because someone legally carrying a gun stopped the shooting. And, and, you know, and now what do you do? The answer, the answer they have decided is you don't mention this one at all. You just, you just wait for the next mass shooting. I forgot to mention it, but so GoFundMe, which kicked off the bodega worker who self-defended himself. At the same time, they allowed the, uh, the Tecle Lumberg family to raise funeral expenses. And I think they asked about it. And they're like, oh, we can't raise money for a living person if there's a violent incident. But you can raise money for a dead person if there's a violent incident. But, I mean, it's pretty clear they just... Whatever. Black guy shot by cops. You can go fund all sorts of crap. Defending yourself against a black person, uh, that's not allowed. Or at least you're not allowed to raise money for that. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast. And thanks for listening.